stand-up comic joke it up one time. Funny. Like we can add it in post. Yeah, I hang up. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes Come on. when we bitch about this. Yeah, I love it. No, if you are sick of hearing us bitch about the theme, we can we can stop. But it's fun watching you snap into the mode. Like it's about to happen in like two seconds. Sets. All right. There well, it is. Welcome to <laughs> Let's Talk About Sets. I'm snapping into podcast mode. <laughs> yeah. This is a punchy little old podcast from right here in NYC, and it's on the science and craft of stand-up comedy by comics who love it. And this is, uh, I just want to take a minute and bask in that tagline. Oh, just, just so good. That comedians that love it? Yeah, it's just, we really nailed it. Yeah, we did. You wait, wrote. wait, 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 wait. We're totally, this is backwards. It sucks. Uh, I, I, I really, I, we could have done better. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah. I'm just so bad at everything. I feel like I'll just fuck it up again. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we're fucking it up right I now. I botched every episode. The theme today is self-deprecation. And our guest today is Jacob Williams. Hey, how's it going? It's Jacob Williams. Uh, does this sound okay? <laughs> it sounds great. Okay, it sounds great. great. All right, awesome. If I were saying it wouldn't, but this is... Oh, good, good. All right. I'm glad okay. that works for me. Yeah, right. Like, because it's you, yeah, it sounds great. Oh, okay. I don't think I sound good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stupid. All Everything right. we say has to be self-deprecating yeah, they, the whole time. Yeah, Essentially. Yeah, yeah, not that we're going to be any good at it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get started with a clip, an old clip by Adam Sandler. And this clip is, does it even have a title? I don't think it does. It's, <laughs> it has a dumb YouTube title. So this is. Um, What's the title on YouTube? Adam Sandler predicted his success. Three exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a totally different kind of clip. I don't know. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we'll let's figure it out. Uh, we probably won't. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> I just came here from New York and uh, my last. Uh, Last day in New York was kind of weird. I had a cab driver acting peculiar. We were driving along, me and a cab driver, and he, he killed a dog on the way. Uh, he didn't hit the dog with a car, he just got out and stabbed the dog. He, 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 uh, he hacked it apart. And uh, the first thing I thought was no tip, you know, I'm not going to tip this guy, you know. Not because he killed the dog, just because 30 cents clicked into me while he was doing it, you know. And I don't get that kind of bread right now. I don't have that kind of money, you know, not yet. <laughs> I will someday, I'm sure, but right now it's I don't. Yeah. Huh? Oh. good-looking girls here tonight, huh? Holy boy! All right, easy. All right, the girls. Uh, <laughs> girls uh, I don't like good-looking girls. Kind of intimidate me a little. I get nervous talking to them. I saw this cute girl on the street today. I was with my friend. I said, "Boy, I wish I could ask her out, but I don't know what to say." My friend said, "Just ask her out. The worst she can say is no." So I asked her out, and she said, "Get away from me, you loser!" And, uh, <laughs> I was kind of like, I, "I think you broke the rules there, huh?" <laughs> Um, yeah, now, don't get me wrong, I do okay with the chicks. I got a cute girlfriend now, anorexic girl. Uh, actually, I've been seeing less and less of it, but... Uh, <laughs> no. No, no, I uh, no, I do all right. You know, I got, I really Your do have a girlfriend now, and uh, she, yeah, it's terrible. She's a English major in school, and she's smart, and I'm, you know, I'm not too swift, and it's kind of off balance the whole relationship. You know, she says these words to me, like, you know, uh, um, 
Your slightest touch propels me into a universe of passion where you rule benevolently over all my emotions. And I'm like, uh, you got great jugs. Yeah. <laughs> I like them, you know, when you walk and they bounce. <laughs> I like that, how they bounce. You know, you don't even know they're doing it, but they're bouncing. I like... <laughs> so it's cool the way that works. <laughs> I'm not that dope. You know, I'm not... I mean, I finished a big book the other day, 421 pages. That's a lot of coloring, you know, when you think about it. I, uh, I had a crayon cramp for a while, a little crayon cramp, but I, you know, I went through it and I did it. I'm away from home. I am away from home. It's horrible being away from home. I talk to my father a lot on the phone. He's always like, uh, marry a girl with the same belief as the family. That's a big thing. Marry a girl with the same beliefs. I'm like, Dad, why should I marry a girl who thinks I'm a schmuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good pick, man. Uh, I love the, yeah, I love that clip a lot. Um, when did you first see this? I don't know. It was probably like when I was starting out doing comedy and I was just trying to get my hands on any comedy on YouTube or whatever. And I was like, I just love the joke where he's, she's like, get away from me, you loser. And he's like, I think you broke the rules. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like one of my favorite all time jokes. <laughs> it Why? is great. Why? Uh, I don't know. Cause, uh, I don't know. I guess I just identified with like being scared to like ask someone out and you Have know, picturing like the worst thing. Like I wouldn't yeah. actually ask someone up. Like maybe he did or not for the, I don't know if the joke is real, but, but yeah, just like having that like fear of like the worst case scenario in your head. And then in my case, just, I wouldn't probably just not do it at all, but <laughs> I could relate to the, like being intimidated to just ask someone on a date. Yeah. Right, right, right. And that's, that's the thing about a, a joke where you are the loser is that it's easy to relate to it. Cause we all have, we all have those those things we all have our failings mm -hmm. and it's so great when i mean that's what that's what's so great about self-deprecating humor is that you get to you get to just feel better about the shitty things about you when some when you when someone else has the same thing yeah or has done the same thing yeah i don't know if it makes me feel better when i'm self-deprecating but i think it makes the audience feel better about themselves because they're doing better than me i guess <laughs> 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 so it's cathartic for them not for me <laughs> And then I bet there's a lot of people in the audience that are like, oh, I, I feel that way. Uh, yeah, in yeah. Life, yeah. No, it is. Yeah, it's definitely good to be able to connect with. Yeah, you later find out like, oh, other people have gone through that. So you're not as alone as you thought you were if like in the moments that inspire that kind of stuff. Yeah, part of it is connection and, and relating and then just feeling superior. It's sort of like... Like I'm, I've been obsessed with dogs lately, and talking about them on stage. Like I've been obsessed with like our relationship, our species to species. The things that we find the funniest that dogs do are just because they're dumb. It's just because they're <laughs> stupid in comparison to us. Like it or not, that feeling of superiority makes us laugh. When we feel that about the comedian, when the audience feels that about the comedian. It, it, it evokes the laughter response in the same way as a dog, you know, that like I've seen I saw this great video of a, a stupid dog video where like there were these two golden retrievers and somebody keeps holding out. Oh, I love that video. With no food in uh, the hand. And they keep over and over again. Yeah. Just trying to trying to eat. They the literally and crunch they, it in. Yeah, wow. They go like through the whole exists. motions. I actually. Uh, yeah, I fall for that one all the time. <laughs> They're always offering me food and, and I find out their hands empty. But I think it's yeah. not happy. That wasn't a salad we gave you. That was just yeah, when I came here for you guys kept being like, oh, yeah. and, and not to like, I, I, not to be, I know this is a little crappy, but like, 
what you just did right there is a perfect example of great self-deprecating humor. Like, and then, oh, I wasn't well, that good. Terrible. Terrible. I think that that feeling of superiority that you, we provide for the audience for a, yeah. for a moment is oddly just it's just so releasing but it but it can be the other way around like for with you you didn't feel superior to him at, at all you were like i get that oh feel less alone oh yeah, yeah exactly yeah more of a, oh yeah that's interesting because you're saying you it like makes you laugh because you can feel superior but for me it's more like oh yeah i identify with what he's going through there which right. yeah so maybe different people are laughing that's at different reasons when they watch that that's interesting. I wonder, like, if you could just like, set those, separate those. So you you listened to that and you were like, "Oh, I'm doing way better than this guy." But I guess I listened <laughs> yeah. to it. And, like, I actually thought he was doing better than me in that joke because he actually asked her out. Uh-huh. And that was a step ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, well, no, I I've definitely had it. I related to the part where it went worse. Than, right, right. Like, because I have done that. Sure. I've <laughs> yeah, and, and had that, and had it just be like, it's not just no, it's. It's this seeing the look on her face. Like, oh God. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm now I'm picturing myself with you and it's a horrible image. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, when they really look nice. like I can't believe you even thought we could uh, even be in the like the yeah. same room together. Right. Like no. I, I will know what that's like once I get the courage to ask someone out someday. <laughs> You're t- yeah. It's um, timid. It, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's it sounds like we need to just like take you out on the street. Have you go? Yeah, dude, there's some bars around here. We'll start, okay, we'll start and, with some female dogs and like you uh, ask yeah. that. Just start, just work your way up. Like a next, like maybe I don't know, like a pigeon. I don't know which. That's a pigeon. No, that's, pigeons. Oh, like, like how to talk to strangers. <laughs> like yeah. you start with a pigeon, and then yeah. once you're comfortable talking to a bird, you can talk to humans. It's like we'll work work your way up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you pick this club because specifically relatability, or just? I think I just remembered it as like one of the when I was falling in love with stand up in high school or whatever. I was watching a ton of YouTube clips, and I think I just remember this was like one of the first ones I saw where I was like, "Oh, this is like so funny," and uh, I don't know. Anyway, and then we were talking about how this special came out now, so it's great to see him doing. Oh yeah, all that great new material. But uh, but yeah, I just love that early moment of like him as like when he was still figuring things out and like yeah that idea of like not knowing how to talk to someone and right i just thought it was like such a perfect joke about that i like this at the beginning he's like well uh the the cab driver joke even is and i'm poor you think it's like a joke about how awful it is in new york but really it's it ends up being kind of a joke about how he's too poor yeah you're right right yeah yeah i'm too poor i'm not smart I'm not good with women. That's basically the three main thrusts of that chunk that we played, right? And like, I really love like quick, easy contrast between um, what she says, his his girlfriend, as a uh, an English major, and then you, know, you got great jogs. Yeah, that's <laughs> I like funny. You walk, they, yeah, they bounce, they bounce. Yeah, <laughs> and I like that. I guess I, this might be off topic, but that the guy stabbed the uh, animal that the. I already forgot what the it first joke the in there was. Of, stick, yeah, instead of my cab driver it. kills the dog. But that's not really self-deprecating. That was just a funny misdirect. Yes, it is a great misdirect. Yeah, and then that last joke too, like uh, away from that he's away from home. I'm away from home. Make sure you marry somebody that shares our values. And, and oh yeah, yeah. think so much schmuck. Right. Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's so really many great jokes in there. Straight up simple joke that's just all self-deprecating. And I think like I don't know that Adam. Adam Sandler necessarily does it in in this chunk that we played, but it does. I think self deprecation, um, in my experience, it it gives you 
freedom to do other things. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. You can have hardened opinions afterwards, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Because people are already, already like, oh, this guy doesn't think much of himself. It's okay if he doesn't think much of us or the or society or thinks like a politician is stupid. Like, it's just like right, he exactly. already is not doing that great. So we'll give him free range to think about, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's like one comedian I saw during a late night saw where he like basically calls himself dumb right away. But, but then he's like talking about political stuff that I disagreed with him uh -huh. on. But then it was like, you couldn't really be mad at him because you're like, oh, yeah. he's like said he was dumb immediately so it's like right he can say something like i'm totally against and you you're like that's like kind of bill burr's whole thing oh yeah he's like even if people starting applauding him having like a statement like i don't read i don't read yeah yeah follow bill someone burr's else so good at that. Yeah. yeah it's great i love that there's this I, I think i've said this before on the podcast but there's a great old saying it's like uh the court jester gets to say anything he wants but he has to be covered in shit at the time Mm. Right, exactly. Mm. That's how I. That's why I covered myself in shit before every stand-up show. <laughs> I have it in my rider that in the Freedom green room. Rider. There's like a bucket of a manure <laughs> that I paint on. If they don't have it, I can't do the show. I've got this article about um, some researchers who did research on self-deprecating humor. Yeah. Um, there's a couple, there are a couple lines in here that I I just loved, but my favorite one is. The results, as well as being consistent with the positive connotations traditionally attributed with the act of laughing at oneself, bear further analysis and research. <laughs> I just love that they're like, wow. like, we really haven't gotten to the bottom of it. <laughs> uh, it is weird. Uh, but the, 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 the main point of the article is that... Um, the article it, doesn't sound like it itself is very funny. It's, so it's, <laughs> it's great that they're like talking about Yes. <laughs> laughter and like not uh, making anyone laugh. The point of the article is that um, people who crack self-deprecating jokes, they are they tend to be happier and more sociable. Uh, that oh. is their that is their, their right. finding. Uh, Interesting. Uh, because um, <laughs> that is not my finding, but <laughs> <laughs> my personal reason. Like Go on. What good. is your finding? What are your uh, uh, things are not going well? Booth <laughs> 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 socially. Uh, yeah, and no, across the board, things are. Across I'm the struggling socially. You know, so I, no, I'm just kidding. Maybe that's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely going to look that up. <laughs> Do you think it meant... Did <laughs> <laughs> you just take me in completely? I was like, oh, are you okay, man? <laughs> oh, I do, uh, yeah, no, that's, I am joking. But, uh, I do make fun of myself a lot on stage. I think I do it too much because uh, sometimes I do a QA and a at the end of a show and someone's question recently was just, are you okay? Oh my god! And uh, and then another time, I think I did a lot of self-deprecating jokes. And this lady came up to me after the show, and she's like, "You shouldn't make fun of yourself that much." I'm like, "I'm sorry if I offended me. I guess like <laughs> I need to apologize to myself for what's going on." Have you put that in your act? Um, yes. yes. Sorry if I've offended me. You just did a bit of us. That's fun. I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice. I noticed, Jacob. We can edit that out. <laughs> no, I, I think we're gonna <laughs> leave it. It's only that. funny if it seems like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I I do a bit in conversation and then people find out it's a bit and I feel oh, like that's how a bit happens. I feel when my opinion. yeah. Well, it's cool if you do it in conversation first and then it's like oh that should be a bit. But then 
it's the fact that I have done that on stage, so I don't know if that's... I feel like I'm doing morning radio now, where I'm like, you sneak in the jokes. Like, people repeat things all the time that aren't jokes, but they're like, they'll be like, yeah. well, you that's your counter Well, yeah, that's the other thing. and other arguments, but I will say it again right now. Well, yeah, for comedians, it's tough, because then it's like, you're in conversations where something will come up, and it's like, okay, I have a joke about that, but it's also the real thing that happened. Like, those are both real things, so then it's like, do you yeah. take the joke part out and like... To, like it's almost like you have to make it less funny when you bring it up if you don't want to do the bit because it's like <laughs> this is a t- like if you're at a party in conversation it's like okay this did happen but I feel weird saying it how I say it on stage even though that's had happened and I figured out how to say it in a funny way. I think what's going on there is when you're joking around with somebody or you're talking with them there is a sense of immediacy. And to find out that the thing that you just heard, yeah. they pre-planned it out, they rehearsed it, and then they did it to you. I have it on my notes for you. Telling you <laughs> that, they, that, that they did. It's weird because you they assume immediacy because you're in conversation. And conversations... Are, yeah, you immediacy. want it to be like spontaneous. Right. Right. But everything I've said so far has been pre-planned. I have a whole script. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, thank you. I, it's so nice to finally have someone, a guest, who's as prepared as I am. Yeah. <laughs> I still did nothing. <laughs> it's like that play where they have like one person reading from the script and one improviser, and they like interact. Oh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it either. I just heard about it. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's bad great. example. Thank you. So the thing I liked in this article, the other thing I wanted to bring up is that, it, that laughing at yourself can suppress anger. Hmm. Comedians are often very angry people. Right, there's a lot of oh, yeah, maybe. frustration, annoyance, oh, frustration. anger, yeah, definitely. Um, whatever the those related yeah, uh, uh, emotions are, uh, and like depression, even depression is anger turned inward. Oh yeah, so, definitely. So um, I find it fast. When I read that, I was like, oh, totally. Like when I'm in a depressive mode, and then I, as, the first thing that happens when I get out of it is I I start laughing at myself. That's the first. That's like the when I start laughing at myself, I know I'm I'm done. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done having my stupid, dumbass, fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's over. The moment I start uh-huh. laughing at me, I am being self-deprecating with myself when I do that. Yeah. So they're saying it suppresses anger to be yes. self-deprecating. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Like suppressing anger seems bad, but then it is like a coping mechanism too. Maybe so. I don't know. Or, or, or maybe a better way to say it. At least my experience with it. They say suppress in here. Uh, I would say. But yes, actually both. I would say that uh, it definitely resolves anger sometimes. Okay, um, that could be then, good. Um, but definitely, I've I know I've laughed when I'm really actually angry. Like a <laughs> okay, sure, like, yeah. I, totally. I know I've done that. Yeah, but that's not a laugh. That's like a societal response to try to move the conversation forward. Using la- okay, well, I mean, it's not like you're bi- it's not involuntary. But I've you're I've, volunteering that laugh maybe, because you want to get past the situation. No, I've been in scenarios where it's so uncomfortable, I laugh. Oh, I know the attention. and I am frustrated and angry. Yeah. at the time, but I'm like, okay, all right, like, yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Uh, I definitely laugh. Um, well, never mind. Go ahead. What? No, I was gonna say. I feel like is that in this in line with those laughs you give to someone when they tell you a joke and you know it's supposed to be funny, but they're not funny. So you're like, ah, nice. Oh, I the pro- I, I feel like I need to do that more because like 
sometimes someone will say something and I'll just, I'm not really <laughs> no, good at laughing. No, I think what you're doing is the right thing. But then they get like really offended if I just don't respond at That's all. That's okay. They're and not they're funny. Like, Usually people think I'm funny. Like, But it's also like, I'm just not a big laugher, even if I think something is funny. So oh. like, or like if a comedian like runs a joke past me and I don't laugh at all, yeah. maybe that's common, but like, I just am not a big laugher and like some people will get offended that I didn't laugh. I hate running jokes past people. You're really good at it and I'm really bad at it. I get Why? so nervous. Really? Yeah, you run jokes past me all the time before this. I get so self-conscious. I get it. self-conscious, too. I just, like, fucking do it anyway. <laughs> I, 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 I commend you. That's good. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Horrible. Some people are good, and some people, it's just hard. Yeah, and it depends on who it is, too. I'll happily play you a recording of a time I did it on stage, but I will <laughs> yeah, never just... It's so funny. Me. I'll run a joke by a group of strangers, <laughs> yeah. but not a friend. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's funny. I would laugh. Uh, my last roommate would get mad because sometimes because I would laugh at, like, the really dark part of a movie when, like, things... Because, like, I married it as that <laughs> tension thing. Like, I'm like, yeah. things are so tense, uh, like, it relieves it. But then he's like, this is the sad part. Like, why are you laughing? <laughs> but I don't know. I do laugh a lot at usually the wrong times, but then not as much when, like, sometimes when I think a joke is, like, really good or something, I'll just be like, oh, yeah. It's do you think it's because you've been doing stand-up, what, 11 years now, right? Yeah. So, like, at, at some point, like, your analysis kicks in maybe before you're, like, you're automatically analyzing. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, sometimes, yeah, for me, at least, and a lot of comedians, I think we're always just looking at the joke structure, so we're like, oh, that's a great joke, but you kind of either see it coming or you're just thinking about the mechanics, even if you like it a lot and it is funny to you. Mm -hmm. So I am very robotic that way. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I wanted to talk about is um, the difference between talking about um, yourself in a self-deprecating way or talking about the events in your life in a, in a self-deprecating way. And I know um, with a lot of your stand-up, you talk about yourself in a, in a self-deprecating way. Yeah. Um, uh, would you say, is that, is that redundant? You talk about yourself in a deprecating way. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think self-deprecating <laughs> is accurate there. No, but, you but maybe not. I don't know. It's assumed, I've never I heard deprecate by itself. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> is roasting like other deprecating or something? Like yeah. Deprecating yes, other people? Uh, so, yeah. We're all really, yeah, really, we're all really stupid. Yeah. I think we were finding like that. <laughs> a joint self so let's yeah. us, us deprecating. <laughs> that, that sounds like we're shitting on each other, like literally. Yeah. Yo, he deprecated. I like deprecating porn. He's preparing to go on stage and he has a bucket of shit. He has to right, right, right. Right. ready. Yeah. Exactly. I do like, uh, yeah, I feel like I do rely on self-deprecating way too much. But then sometimes I'll like say something in a way where someone thinks I'm like insulting them. But I really meant it about myself. But yeah, there's like situation. I can't. Oh, can you I give can't. an example? Of no, I can't. I, ah, I mean, no why idea. not? Because I, I can't think of one. Oh, you can't. If think I think of one, one I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Matt, like it's I literally offensive. can't. No, it's not offensive or embarrassing. I literally can't think of one, but I'm just. Do you mean in the picture? form of crowd work? Right now? No. God damn it. I like to do this bit where I can't remember anything. <laughs> vaguely have an idea of something that could happen. Did you prepare this? You prepared this. That's, and it's in my tight five. <laughs> Is this on conversation? Yeah, like more in a conversation, I guess. If we're t- like, oh, I'll try, attempt okay. a conversation joke, which is new to me. I feel like I, I got, I like learned more from about doing stand up than about being a person in conversations until maybe recently. So like, yeah. I don't know. It's always been weird. Like I've always felt less definitely awkward on stage, but way more awkward off stage a lot of times. Whereas a lot of people are the other way around. Like they already have their shit together and then they learn how to do comedy after that. See, I wish 
I always feel envious of of you people who went that way. Oh, really? Oh, because oh, socialization I don't know about that. was super hard for me, and I focused on it a lot. I'm still not good at <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, me too. That's like, what I'm saying. I focused on it a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still I figuring that. that. But then I started doing stand-up oh, later in life. I feel like I figured that way later after. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and I, now I'm like, I'm back to square one. <laughs> like, yeah. like I got, I No, but that's great, because it's like... Even if you're funny on stage, you might like lose out on gigs because then they meet you afterwards and they're like, oh, this guy's way too awkward, which I'm sure happened to me in the early <laughs> years or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I was just imagining that. But yeah, I think it's important to have. It's great. Yeah, yeah both. my social skills are, are so good. I'm, I'm really fighting off people booking me all the time. <laughs> it's really hard. It's just, I'm just so smooth. <laughs> it is hard. It is. I only got up to just like regular, like just subhuman level. Like, like just, just, belie- just beneath. Oh, right. Yeah, like that's where I'm, normal I'm almost at subhuman <laughs> level of social skills now, but it took a long time. I feel like for me, what it was is like in high school, I was super, super shy. And I yeah. was just like, I just didn't speak to anyone. Yeah, me too. And so then when I got to college where you don't have your like circle of friends because I, I had my friends you know from growing up and shit but oh, that so, sounds amazing yeah <laughs> no i know even yeah <laughs> jesus nerd dude <laughs> no um but then i didn't, I didn't have a lot of friends so then school. got went to college and i was like oh like when i come out of my shell i'm like fun loving kind of fun person yeah. um so then i learned to socialize then i started doing stand-up but i couldn't do i couldn't be like off stage funny me on stage which is the thing right. you try to get to you're like why are you actually funny they bring that on stage yeah um stuff. and then i got good at stand-up and my persona is like a fun loving like i would say when i'm on stage i seem very social mm-hmm. but when i get off stage and it's i'm not surrounded by comedians i'm yeah. fucking terrified oh, okay i don't know sick. what to say yeah really? Yeah. yeah, I really don't. Uh, well, I really get uncomfortable with it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's I weird. Would not have expected it. Yeah, I want to go home usually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I like it. I just get to make them laugh. It's so it's fun uh, off stage. Yeah, I, yeah. No, no, I don't mean like you're saying like social talking settings to the audience. No, I know that. Comedians. I'm talking about talking to normal people in normal everyday life who are oh. comedians, socializing with non comedians. I, I I like that now, but yeah, it, it, I think it took me a long time to get there where I can like enjoy having a conversation about with a non comedian. Like I didn't know how to do it for years and years until maybe like this year. I feel like I can kind of do it, but it's very new to me and I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. I'm just realizing this now as you guys are saying, it's like there are different kinds of enjoyment I get. If they're not, if they're a non funny non comedian, then I enjoy trying to just make them laugh. Yeah, absolutely. If they're a funny non comedian, it's even often more fun for me sure. than it is to deal with a, with a comedian because a funny non-comedian, there's never a moment where they're just like, oh, that's a bit. Oh, what do, there's, there's no, there's no, they're not, they're not analyzing. They're so in the moment being funny with me yeah. um, and we're being funny together that it's, it's like, that's just, it's just fun. Yeah. There's no work involved with it. Um, uh, sure. So like with, but with comedians, there's, the, there's like, there's the competition element of it that can happen, or there's like the, 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 the work element of the, the analysis or like, oh, are you doing a bit right now? Like, shut up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm having fun. Fuck off. Yeah. And non-comedians <laughs> say that sometimes too. They're like, it's just a bit, if you're, even if you're just talking. Well, that's because or my friend always will tell me, sneaking in. Well, <laughs> yeah, there were like 12 times in the last five minutes where I tried to, I was like, I could, I want to say this bit, but now I've been called out on it. So I won't do that. But unless you guys don't catch it, then I will. But um, 
<laughs> but anyway, but no, yeah, I don't know. I think I like when I started doing comedy in high in college, like you were talking about. Um, yeah, like I would like try to make my roommate laugh, and that was probably really annoying because I was like kind of just. But then, but then I went too far the other way. Where I'm like, oh, I should be like someone. I think said to me like, or I just heard somewhere a quote about like, oh, you don't want to be like funnier off stage than you are on stage. But I took it like a weird way where I was just like aggressively non-funny off stage. <laughs> so like my, I still wasn't that funny on stage, but like technically it was accurate. <laughs> but now like I feel like I'm finally at a place where I can like feel comfortable at least You'd make joking around. You'd laugh off stage like, whoops. <laughs> yeah, it would be like almost like, attempt- this sounds so stupid, but I feel like there was a phase where I was attempting to be extra boring off stage because I was like, oh, that's my job is comedy. I don't want to like waste any moment try- actually trying to amuse someone when I'm yeah. One person said one sentence to me, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this wrong. That so stupid enough, but yeah. I really want the contrast between when I'm off stage <laughs> as high as possible. <laughs> you want people to be like, oh, he's a comedian? Oh, I would have never known. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's um, I do. Sometimes that does happen, I feel like, where I like people don't, I aggressively seem like not a comedian off stage, or like, Somewhat, I was at this bar where we were doing kind of like a live karaoke and the guy was like making fun of everyone that did it. And then he was like making fun of me. And, uh, and then one of my friends was like, oh, he's like, he's famous. And he's like, oh, he doesn't act famous or look famous. And I'm not famous. That was just what my friend said. I want to be clear. <laughs> but, uh, but it was just like, I don't know. It was funny to me that he's like, he doesn't look basically like a comedian or act. A lot of people are, get like way too blown away if they find that, that I'm a comedian yeah. without knowing it. Anyway, I feel like I hope this story didn't come across the wrong way. Uh, yeah. I feel like I, I no, dug no, myself no. a hole here. What I got from it is that you, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, correct me if I'm wrong. But what I got from it is that you just have like a you're you're really into being famous and yeah. Uh, yeah. And right when I said it, I was like I shouldn't have brought this. I want to be clear. That I don't think I'm famous. That was something yeah. my friend said as I guess oh. a joke or something. I feel really uncomfortable that I just said that. No. no. <laughs> I was not trying to do a humble brag where I, <laughs> I know you were. People I think, know you were. I, I think I'm it was right there. It was right there. Your world famous. That was good. So anyway, <laughs> let's get back on track. World famous Jacob Williams. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is terrible. I want, I, dude, I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> with people thinking that I think I'm. Famous. I know it's so fun. Oh, I was trying to do a. That's okay. This might be what a, a, a example I was trying to think of earlier. Like similar to that because it was like I was really trying to be self-deprecating there, but then I I was afraid it came off as not as like self-aggrandizing the way that I said it. Once I said it, I was like, ah, goddamn it! <laughs> so maybe not insulting, like I said earlier, but like I'm afraid how that came across. So I'm sorry, everyone. I, I don't think we, you we have to worry about this, dude. <laughs> let me let me just going forward in life. Like, dude, don't worry about it. You do not need to worry about it. I don't think anything about you screams no one, self-aggrandizing. Actually, yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, like like honestly, uh, like as 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 tempting as it is to get one more jab in. Oh, please I'm do. I love it. Uh, I do. I want to be like. I love the uh, jabs. You're uh, <laughs> walling out. Isn't it weird, by the way, when when other when comics don't, and you and like and you give a jab and they look at you like. Oh yes, like, well like, that's like uncomfortable when like yeah you'd say something as a joke like a roast as your friend in conversation and then they like, get offended and it's like we're comedians like you're a comedian like some, you certain comedians do yeah. get really sensitive and hit me back motherfucker like, like, okay yeah I love I love when it's I'm with my comedian friends that like we can just make fun of each other in the meanest ways and like. Everyone's on the same page, and yes. it's fun to like try to one up each other. I love that. But yeah, there are one or two comedians I know that are like, 
yeah or not when i'm when that. i'm hosting yeah. when i'm hosting uh I, I always want to make fun of the other comedians and stuff, and yeah. I love it when they do it to me. Mm-hmm. When they when they they take Bald pot shots at me, they do it to you a lot. Yeah. Like especially when you're not there, they're always like, I have some <laughs> great jokes about you. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard something great. <laughs> roasting from afar. <laughs> <laughs> you see how happy that just made me. <laughs> so like, uh, but then I'm afraid because I'm like, I don't know if I don't know the comedian. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, they seem like they have a good sense of humor on stage, but if I go up there oh right if they don't know you that well they might be offended yeah Yeah, and they'll see their face and they'll just be like i didn't come here for this yeah (laughs) i could kind of understand that like if it's a big industry showcase or something or like one time i was auditioning for this festival and i like had to go first in a weird venue and then like the host like afterwards was like making fun of how i seemed like a serial killer and it's like Uh i'm trying to like audition to get a spot text yeah it's like if you or even if he said that before i went up i could address it or but then it's like it's weird to like shit on someone when they're like actively auditioning for like yeah, a festival or a TV thing. Content. But yeah, on a regular like fun show. Yeah, I love the shows where it is like a loose vibe and like you know that it's lower stakes and then it, it is really I love like the, 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 seeing comedians the, the, the on stakes, each other. The stakes in a regular show is that the audience laughs. Yeah. That's the stakes. The stakes in audition are your career advancement. Yeah. Right. So different. Yeah, actually one of my favorite shows I saw early on was like when I was first it was like probably my first time ever in a comedy club because I started in college at these open mics at the you know cafeteria or whatever you're famous (laughs) 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 Uh, i was was actually famous after my first open mic i was a i was a pretty big deal they're like uh uh, yeah that's really the tonight show booker was at my first uh open mic and he's like this guy's gonna be huge even though i've never done that show yet 11 years later but uh yeah basically um i had to figure i was talking about that was really funny but uh (laughs) After anyway. your first open mic? Um, oh, yeah. So, like, my first time going to, like, a real comedy club open mic, it was, like, a low turnout, and all the comedians were just making fun of each other the whole time. And I was like, I really want to... That's when I was like, okay, this is great. I want to be part of this thing where everyone, yeah. like... Like, they weren't really doing sets because it was such a small audience. And I was, I was like, one of the few what you'd call audience, even though I was also a comedian. But I was, like, so happy just watching them, like, mock each other and, like... I, I want to go further down this rabbit hole, but... I kind of want to bring us back to the theme. Oh, right. This is off topic. Yeah. This famous <laughs> comedians. Right. Yeah. The oh, theme. <laughs> World famous comedian guests. <laughs> there was <a laughs> similar oh, to Kevin Hart. I don't, I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about stature. When hired for Wild and Out, um, <laughs> Jacob <laughs> was thought to be the next Kevin Hart. He could well, I feel like I'm confused show. for Kevin Hart a lot. Worst um, case scenario, there are Matt Williams. <laughs> Motherfucker, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how to talk about that though, because it's like I know I'm not. Fearless, but then, like last week, I was at this conference and someone had seen me on Wild Now, and they were like, "Oh, how, what's it like to be famous?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm not famous." But then I feel like I bummed that person out, who like the one person who does think that. Oh, you which ruined I'm not their saying, celebrity spot. Yeah, it's like I'm not saying. <laughs> so I went too far. So it's like so obviously I don't think famous. I'm famous. <laughs> what you're saying? Uh, what I want to get out there is that I, I am super famous. Um, that's just, the main message. To I got really happy when I got to be mad at Kevin Bacon recently. Oh shit! What because happened? we were I I not to, name drop. Uh, not to 
unveil how <laughs> we're not millionaires, but um, I'll wait, you're not a millionaire. We're not. I'd say with this, we seem like we're millionaires, but I assumed you were both multi-millionaires. We're making millions of dollars off this podcast episode alone because of how much money you <laughs> I think have. With the royalties, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there you go. The, um, but the um, number, but I was ratings and stuff. I walk dogs for free. Um, <laughs> That's what you do when you're millionaire. Back to the Upper West Side billionaire community. Run out of things to do. I want rich people's dogs for free to give back to the community. <laughs> and you're a real man of the people. Oh, uh, the upper echelon. Of the upper people. You're giving back. Um, and my do- and it's just the most. It's just like like I've seen uh, my dog tried to attack Steve Martin. So oh, that's really? crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, arrows through the head. How but, did um, Steve react? He he oh, contained his dog because his dog was being a fucking oh, punk bitch too. too. And that goes this fuck you, Steve Martin. You fucking <laughs> yeah. That's why you're not famous anymore like us. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I was walking on the right side, which is where you walk, and then you know it's near the yeah. curb. And my dog was a little bit rowdy. And then all of a sudden, I saw another dog, uh, a, like person walking a dog on the same side. Yeah. And in my head, I was like. And for our international listeners, this is in America, so on the right side. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, yeah, in the UK, this would have won. And so I was just like, and I didn't see who it was. I just saw him. I was like, and I like audibly said, fucking get out of the way. <laughs> and like, and then he, and then I saw the guy be like, come on. And he like pulled his dog <laughs> to the other side. Oh, he said that to his dog? Yeah, he said. And yeah. then I was like, oh, you're fucking Kevin Bacon. Oh, my I God. I love Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Oh, no. And and then, but it was really fun. I, but I did, I was still you were one degree mindset. from Kevin Bacon. It was still rage mindset. Still, he, but I still loved Kevin Bacon, but it was really funny. I got yeah. to like, I, I was like a few pages ahead and I just like said out loud, like, yeah, fuck you, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you said it out loud. Get the fuck out of my way, Kevin. Wow. <laughs> it was funny. I just wanted to say that. We'll it's definitely so edit that out. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. I think we should just leave that part in and cut everything else out. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Bacon. Kevin theme is Kevin Bacon. One Kevin Bacon story and we're out. <laughs> no. So two hours Kevin of prep, three hours of recording, and then the edited version is just five minutes of a just Kevin fuck Bacon you story. Kevin Bacon. Not even, not even five minutes. It's yeah, just, just the part where he says, fuck you, Kevin <laughs> <laughs> No context. That's our most listened to episode. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Self-deprecation. All right. So I want to talk about like... It is hard to be self-deprecating when I'm this famous, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's how you stay connected with your, with yeah, your giant audience. Being okay with it uh, is a big part of doing being self-deprecating and doing it in a way that it doesn't spill over into, oh, now the audience feels sorry for you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I said uh, in that uh, canned uh, joke, material that i uh snuck in um yeah sometimes i do i think i do it too much and then they're like they feel bad and i have to remind them that some of those are jokes that i'm doing on stage i like to tell stories where i am not the hero right Uh, i love those kinds of stories because i've done so many dumb things you're so used to being a hero it's like (laughs) it's nice to mix it up (laughs) (laughs) i i i i i can't argue with that I, <laughs> yeah, you're very heroic. Right? There's like a statue of you outside yeah. saving. A I know. I, I I'm I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I'm the one who changes the cape on it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I should very have someone to cape. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's. I love I love those stories, but those stories can be really. Uh, if, to be a good story, something shitty has to happen. You yeah. have done something really dumb, uh, really made ba- a bad decision, or or just had like I I had a story just like. 
that I couldn't make work for the longest time just because it was about how I, I had hernia surgery and people would feel bad for me because I, I was oh, just like, sure. stop, what, what? No, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, sometimes it's like too sad or too dark where you have to like remind them it's okay to laugh about it because you're the one, it's about you, you know. Right, right. For sure. And, and when you're not like, uh, I, I've said this before, uh, on the podcast, but I, my favorite, my the best advice I got like early on was when I I I just gotten divorced, mm. and then my <laughs> and then my uh, I I tried to talk about it right away. I was doing open mics once a month in San Francisco, <laughs> which you should do by the way. By the way, just to the listeners, it's okay to air things out and not get a good response when they're on your mind. If you're just doing stand up and something horrible happens and you want to talk. Oh, yeah. About you, it. Especially if you're an outlet like that. Where, yeah. Like an open, open mic, mic is fine, too. Then you can I try whatever. Yeah. But it's it's reasonable that you wouldn't be like, guys, the Mayans, <laughs> like that next no, day. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was awful. I got up there and everybody felt they were just like, oh, this, this is a very sad man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I got off feeling worse and I got on. And then this old grizzled comedian comes over to me uh, and he was just like, when this happened? And I was like, it's like a month ago. And he's like, it's not okay, is it? <laughs> no. He goes, yeah. See, people need to know things are okay so they can laugh. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, point. yeah. You know what you should do? I was like, what? He goes, you should maybe talk about something else until... Okay. <laughs> so it was like too fresh where like they felt like bad for you. Yeah, I wasn't I, I wasn't okay with it. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and just oh, I see what you're like saying. you need to be okay with or at least make it okay in the moment with whatever trait you're making fun of in yourself. Yeah, like, totally. I feel like I probably over rely on it because it's like I don't know, I feel like I did all these shows starting out where I like I think I said earlier, my grandparents and parents would like be in the audience and then I'd be like really in my head about like offending anyone from like my church that was in the audience in my hometown or something yeah, <laughs> at yeah. the time. And so now I kind of talk about whatever I want now, but, but yeah, starting out, like, I think I was really in my head and that was why like, even like, I don't know, I'm, I'm still always afraid of offending people. So like I found ways to branch out into way more topics, but it's like, I guess I feel like I've over relied on it just cause it's like, okay, at least, I thought no one would get mad until that one lady came up to me recently after the show. But like, I thought this is like a, it's kind of the safest topic, which I'm not proud of using such a safe topic, but it's like, you see for you, it's a safety thing. Yeah, I think so. But it's also like what I like talking. I mean, I do it cause I think it's funny and it hits and it like, I don't know if they resonate with the audience. But I don't think that's something you'd be like ashamed of if that's what you're thinking. Oh uh, well, I am very ashamed of it. I'll I'll say like when I whatever uh, when I'm doing a, a set where the audience isn't because um, I'm pretty I'm not political, but I'm definitely like um, aware like, that politics exist. exist. No, I'm not aware of that. Yeah. Are you saying there's a political system somewhere? <laughs> I've noticed if like I have more, I have bits about like being Jewish and shit. And if they're not working, if I snap into bits that I have about my relationship and sex, and then, then I'll notice the audience like getting on board and I'll be like, if, yeah. if I wasn't setting out to do that material, it kind of bums me out. It's like, oh, like you see my personality and you and it reads to you. It's talk about pussy or whatever. Yeah, there's like, some topics fucking, that are like a short, and it yeah. kind of bums me out. And I'm like, oh, that. So like, maybe it's like the opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite problem. Oh, but like yeah. sometimes that really bums me out. It's like I'm leaning too hard on in certain sets on um, 
just like being like playful and fun and maybe like flirty. Okay. Whereas like I actually I have opinions on things and I like they wrapped them in jokes for you, but yeah. For sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You should be ashamed. It could just <laughs> bum you out if you don't want to talk about it that night. No, I do. I actually really like talking about it. Uh, actually, it's more likely to oh, bum the audience out than me, probably, because yeah. then sometimes it's too much of that. You enjoy being self-deprecating. I do. This, this backs up this article. Like, okay. Like, like, no, I, I do enjoy feel it. Better. You're happy. I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm rich and famous. So <laughs> things are going great. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I really have nothing to complain about. I think this is a good time to introduce Jacob. Yes. Oh, I don't know. I don't think. I think. I don't think I'm ready. Okay. Can My nerves are. Yeah, yeah. I gotta. Act I one. gotta do some uh, vocal you, exercises. Are you, have you? Are you just not good at being introduced? No, I'm kidding. You can introduce me. I don't know. That was a joke. <laughs> no, I know that. So that's what I said. Uh, Am I not good? At, oh, I see. That was over my head again. I'm. I feel like this is what I meant about not being a good audience member or a laugher. Like people say jokes and I take them literally. Yeah. And uh, some of my jokes are about me taking things literally that in the moment were not jokes and me actually just being very naive. So that's, yeah. that's maybe why I do self-deprecating because it's like I a lot of times just I don't have... I almost like don't have a sense of humor so much that I turned that into my sense of humor for comedy because it's like I do th- take things literally and the misunderstandings can lead to he's wacky material that I, you can see me do on stage at my upcoming shows. I think when you say wacky. <laughs> yeah. That's how people describe my material. Sometimes I have really wacky okay, jokes. Okay, so <laughs> is, wait a minute, is, are you, what is the role of shame in self-deprecating material? Oh, uh, for me, it's huge. Uh, I think cause, uh, maybe with like Catholic guilt growing up and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I'm very like, I think I worry too much about what people think and, uh, I'm always like afraid to say my real opinions and assert what, what I want. What are they? Uh, well, let me to us. <laughs> the Middle East, go! Oh boy, uh, I have so many, so many uh, manifestos. I'm pro. I'm pro. Yeah, I'm pro I'm Middle pro East. Middle I hope East. it stays. Well, what are you? Pro Middle East. Pro Middle East. I just as a concept. Yeah, yeah, as a concept. As a lo- no, yeah. as a location. Yeah, yeah, as a location. Great yeah. location. I don't know if it's a continent. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh God. Um, okay. All right, but so it's the role of shame in 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 self deprecating because there, isn't that the first step? You you feel ashamed about something and then you process it some way, and self deprecating humor is a great way to do that. Yeah, almost all of my jokes or a lot of my jokes are self deprecating and are from shame and moments of shame where like I had cringeworthy moments of being really awkward or something, but then it turns into like a joke or a story on stage about how um, you know what I so then at least they know like what I was thinking or what or can i i don't know well a lot of a a, a lot of humor like is just is the the job of of a comedian i think in my head a lot is is make okay yeah you make things yeah you're like relieving tension for a moment for that moment um even if the thing you're talking about is super not okay um and you talking about is not gonna make it okay yeah for a moment you make it okay yeah it's like cathartic to laugh about yes so like when you're when you're um when you do when we do self-deprecating humor, we're making the shame and the humiliation okay for a moment. And it's like, it's like, it's so relatable. Like everybody's felt, well, not everybody, but almost everybody's felt shame, right? Sociopaths, maybe not. 
But like, yeah. <laughs> basically everybody's uh, felt shame. They felt humili humiliation and they've wanted some release from that. And so watching you process that. Right. Humor, yeah, I think someone said, some comedian has a quote about like how it's like a, a lot of comedians were like felt like they were getting laughed at. So then they become comedians so they can control when people are laughing because yeah, they had that, that lack of control. And like, you know, so I could probably relate to that a little bit. But yeah, definitely. I definitely. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely the root of my shit. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's like I, I think there's um, you were fat when you were a kid, right? No. <laughs> right no, that's what everyone not, says not until uh, not i got chubby around co like high school college oh uh, well those are formative years yeah but you said kid i wasn't like one of those uh, uh, I, was, <laughs> I, I was i was hated for you're completely a fat other young reasons. adult they hated me for my personality Oh, because uh, <laughs> i feel i well were you you were bullied to an extent oh yeah yeah oh, okay yeah. so i was very good at getting bullied you know what are oh, you were good at it. like you were, oh yeah like that was a like, goal of yours yeah it was bullied. actually like, like um, oh, i'm so good at this yeah it was a special it was a specialty i bet i can get this guy to give me a wedgie <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh check yeah. this out i'm gonna totally get that guy to stuff me in a locker i'm so good at this chris rock says that if you if they uh don't get rid of bullies you're gonna get rid of comedians uh, that's his. That's Doesn't he oh yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Too, no, just... I didn't. The moment I heard that, I was like, "Fuck you!" Like I was like, I was like, I don't want other kids to go through what I went through. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, "Well." <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I was getting bullied. Uh, excuse me, in my head, I'm like getting emotional. But uh, no, I just my voice was crying. I feel like I always thought like I was getting bullied, but then I look back at a lot of situations and I'm like, maybe I was like kind of the bad kid in this situation. Like someone, I think as like one time in middle school, this guy like put me in a headlock, like as a joke, I think. But then I like held his arm and was like, kind of like, st like jabbing him with a pen and like in his arm, but like, not really in like, I wasn't stabbing. I didn't stab someone if that's what I'm you guys by your story. No. Yeah. Now that I brought it up, I feel like it makes me sound really violent, but no, it was more so like someone tried to hug you and you, what I mean them? is like, I, I think people were like teasing me for like in a joking way. And I just, didn't know how to i think i like amplified it in my head of like, know oh, i'm getting mean. bullied but really like no one was like actually physically like punching me or anything but i think i was like so sensitive in my head and like that when I you're would, that like, self-conscious when someone's even trying to be joking yeah with yeah you, so it like, feels like again that they're trying to yeah i think you. i had this like victim mentality for a lot of years where like i kind of understand better that uh, different perspective because like now in any of those situations i would just know how to handle it but at the time i was like i think i felt like everyone was picking on me when in reality it was like just a normal like joking around like, they didn't care maybe like i you know. I, I can understand like i i had some pretty decent like indications that they were bullying me like when they would all follow me home in a giant group oh yeah so you had I, I, that I sounds like sure. actual i was pretty yeah. sure you had like legit <laughs> bullying yeah like I could have been misinterpreting it. How old, how old is this? Really liked me. How old, is this middle school? <laughs> You're just like really all popular. Elementary school. Really? Oh yeah. What huh. were they bullying you for? Uh, they couldn't have known you were such an idiot then. Right? <laughs> I I mean I was just like I I, I got a bit of the spectrum. You uh -huh. know, like, like, and I, I a lot of people have told me I'm on the spectrum, which I don't know. I don't, I don't know I don't that know I am either, qualifies. but like, I just didn't get people and I didn't get what drove people. Yeah. And like, uh, I didn't understand the difference. Between, Boundaries kind of. No, I didn't understand the difference between, um, uh, in, in being impressed and being a friend. Like I didn't understand those things. And so like, uh, I was, I looking back and now I know why, but I didn't know at the time, like I was a smart kid. And that was the only element of self. I was told by 
teachers, parents, everybody, oh, you're, you're, you're a smart kid. And so that was the only handle I had for any self-esteem. So I would be loud uh, and I would say, like, the, I would say the, the answer. That's first. actually the worst thing they and, could tell you based on that. There's that yes. like story about how like the growth mindset, yes, you're supposed to yes, tell yes, kids like you work, work, you work really hard. That's what's good. But if you tell them they're smart, it's then bad. like they can't, they don't have coping mechanisms when they end up in a difficult mm-hmm. situation. But if you tell them they work hard, they can overcome yes. all the obstacles. Yes, Carol Dweck. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Wait, wait, you're not supposed to tell a kid he's smart? No, you're supposed to tell them you worked hard and that's Reward why you succeed. Because then they'll put effort in and whatever situation when they're in over their head. But if you just tell them they're smart, when they're in, the, they won't uh, rise to difficult occasions because they'll get overwhelmed because they're used to like easy success, you know? Uh, but then what about not? Shouldn't a kid know if they're like intelligent and that they should keep thinking the way they're thinking? No, you should be like you're an idiot. Just, yeah, you work hard. They're dumb. <laughs> no, not, not, yeah. I'm you don't confused, have to tell them they're man. dumb. It's work just harder, idiot. No, you're supposed to because like whatever their level is, they can't control that. So you just have to focus on like what you can control is your effort. So you got to reinforce that, and then I'll the more effort the they're putting in, the more. Anyway, I'm mostly here to plug her. Talk, uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of it. Okay, yeah. she's uh, not as famous as you though, so she. Can oh, yeah. Okay. I want to cover a couple other things about self-deprecating humor, and then I want to I want to talk about Jacob, and then I want to um, play play some bits. Awesome. Uh, this is, by the way, there. Uh, this is this is this is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. This is a really fun recording. Seriously, oh, okay. I, I I'm having hear, fun. I can already hear like uh, lots of like all the stuff rough, you're gonna rough, cut out. Rough cuts. No, like like <laughs> crescendo crescendo laughter, and then Jacob might start to say something, so I got to cut it out because I don't want to listen to that shit. Are you just gonna <laughs> cut me out completely, and then I'd listen to it, and it's just everything you guys. Said. <laughs> you just hear me laughing at that. <laughs> no, I can, I can already hear it. Like so, it's uh, it's, it's great. I can hear it too. We all have headphones. Is it? <laughs> are you just telling us that you can? You are we are Sounds recording coming in actually I'm the sound quality is great uh yes so uh, my asperger's is definitely kicking up Let's, uh, um so yeah self-deprecating humor um a lot of people think i have that oh, one time i had a roommate who moved out and all he left was like these books on how to live with autism and stuff <laughs> <laughs> he kept telling me he thought i had it my therapist doesn't think i have it but um, a lot of people have told me that they think i have it anyway. are they therapists uh no they're wrong uh, I hope I hope so. I think so. I think I tried doing jokes about how people thought I had it, but then this one couple walked out because they said their son had it, and then I was like, "Well, like, can you tell me if I have?" I don't know. But like, <laughs> wait, have you added that to the joke? No, I no, I, I stopped doing the jokes because I was like, I literally no, don't you, know if you keep doing the joke, then you say they walked out, and then you'd be like, Maybe "No, I, I need you to tell me if I have it." I, write that down. <laughs> I actually would stop. I literally forgot what the jokes were because it was like oh, that's uh, a great. Joke. I stopped doing them because I was like, you were worried that you were gonna. I was worried so about more people walking out. That's very uncommon for me because I do play it safe. So it's uh, my co-producer Teresa Sheffield has been telling me you have to talk about how everybody thinks you have. <laughs> You're on the spectrum. Yeah, you have to talk about it's it. It's like, yeah, I feel like is it okay to talk about some people thinking I have it? Like, I'm not saying I have. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to people. Well, it was weird. Is someone else at that show was like, "Hey, my daughter has autism," and I thought it was hilarious, and I laugh yeah. at her all the time. I'm like, I don't think you should be laughing at your daughter <laughs> for having autism. That's not the message I was Wait, trying to say. You said that on stage? No, say that one. I stopped too, talking that. about it completely after that night. I was like so afraid someone would walk out. Again. Both of those crowd interactions are beautiful. Right, your response? Oh no! Please tell me if I have it, and also you shouldn't laugh at your daughter. Yeah, I was like, autism. neither of those was what I was hoping yeah, for. I'm uh, really missing the mark here. Oh man, um, what? What's the thing? Wait, I wanted one thing from your set that you talk about. Yeah, sorry um, I interrupted, by the way. Uh, what were you no, 
no, no, you get out. <laughs> the All thing right, about what Teresa told you was so funny. Uh, that... Yeah. Okay. This is a good okay. self-deprecating thing that I've been. I've started saying. Yeah. Um, it just. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, so I was getting notes on hosting, and yeah. she was like, "Well, Jeff, you need to understand how you come off to people. You're, you're talking to a lot of younger audiences. Understand, like you, you're because uh, I'm, I'm like 39, and I'm I'm pushing for you. I don't care. Like it never has. It's never bothered me. And then she was like, "Well, you're 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 you have to understand what you look like. You're a bald, middle aged man." <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Middle age. <laughs> well, that's a. She thought that, you were. That's a sad older. time. <laughs> that takes me down a peg when I say that on stage. It's weird. They're just like, okay, I'm on your side now. Yeah. I'm not gonna do the bit, but I I have a bit right now that I'm I'm talking about an emotional support animal that yeah. a woman brought into a show, and I'm sort of questioning how that works. I make fun of it for a second, and then I go, by the way, I'm not making fun of this woman for this. I have no room to talk. And then I talk about how I'm on antidepressants and mm. I start, and I compare the two. There's tension building until I say, I have no room to talk. Here's I I'm even, I'm lower than her. Oh yeah. Sometimes you have to do that to, yeah. Otherwise people don't feel like you have license to talk about certain things. License. Yeah. That's it. I, license. I was just Wait, think, sorry, sorry, I want to, I, I, you bring up a great, that's a great. He's gonna go on a tangent. So oh, like, okay. I, I wanted. No, to no, it's yeah. No, I'm just no, keep going. I don't go. That's great. <laughs> See, I'm the problem. Right? <laughs> You're the spice. <laughs> but we have a meal, so uh, so like the the that license. You're the old and he's the spice. <laughs> <laughs> there was a deodorant commercial. I think I'd book both of you. <laughs> Like it gives you license to be able, you get to take pot shots at things because you've lowered your status so much. It, it, self-deprecating mm -hmm. humor. Um, when you when you take yourself down a peg, you have license to talk about whatever it is you took yourself down a peg about. Our pot shots, like when they do a photo shoot for Doug Benson's. Uh is that is that a pun? That was a good yeah. pun. Yeah, Way I'm to sorry. go! Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm right. getting ready for Punderdome tomorrow. Yeah, because pot it means two things. <laughs> I like pot means 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 like marijuana, and then also yeah. Sorry, that was lame. I no, forget it. We can edit that. Out. Can I write that down? <laughs> you can have that. Is that what your career is made of? <laughs> Mostly puns. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, uh, probably seventy-eight percent of my material. Your is puns three million viewed YouTube video, which by the way is well announced, is like oh, his corny jokes. <laughs> I, yeah, I it's like it says like Jacobs. Cornelius punchlines and dad jokes yeah, or something. I'm like, great. I'm glad that's what I'm known Which, for. I think, I mean, it's in, it's with love that they write that. It's like, but these are also good, <laughs> like really oh, funny. That's nice. Yeah, well, and it's also like it's a short format on that show, so it's like it would be weird if I was doing like a long, uh, I don't know, maybe it would, maybe I long form character. I'm just letting myself off the hook for like that would writing be cheap jokes sometimes. Uh, hey, no, it's totally cool. I mean, like that could be the name of your first album. What's that? Mostly puns. Mostly puns. <laughs> Mostly puns. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to get no one to buy my album. <laughs> Come on, let's talk about sex. Let's introduce Jacob Williams. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm ready. I'm gonna need another ten minutes to put on my makeup. Like, uh, okay. Okay. Fine. All right. <laughs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> you want to walk out of the room? Uh, <laughs> oh, should I walk out and come back in? When you okay. So Jacob left. I'm <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jacob Williams, you're originally from Kentucky. 
Is this the introducing me is just asking where I'm from? That's it. That's oh, what we do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought it was going to be like, where oh, are you he's from? coming. You've seen him on. And uh, what do you do for a living? <laughs> you mean introduce me like. <laughs> no, Jacob Williams has done quite a few cool things. For example, this is what your eighth season on Wild and Out. Yes. Yes. That's uh, on MTV, if you don't know. And you can see his compilation oh, clips gosh. that we were mentioning. Uh, they're, they're great, actually. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, we love them. Yeah, yeah, they're really funny. I wanted to be clear. Uh, the last thing in that was like a setup thing because I feel like it looks weird. If it, that doesn't make any sense out of context, never mind. Okay. That was like a pre. All right, wait. This is weird. <laughs> right. Are you ready? Do you want to? You want to leave again? Can we edit that out. Too? All right. uh, <laughs> and then uh, you've also been on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. That is correct. Yeah, yeah right. Is, I don't think you have to ask him about everything you know. I, yeah, this is like the longest, most interactive. All right, show. cool, cool, cool. He has yeah. a joke he's about to do. Jesus. I have a joke I'm about to Let do. Let me just... I didn't know if you were being sincere. Fucker. <laughs> like, confirming, confirm. Yeah, I don't look, know. you've been on America's Got Talent. That is accurate. I feel like I'm at, like, a Yeah, and here's how trial. we handle it now. How about that? <laughs> yeah. We got... He's been like interviewing him the whole time. It's that funny now. <laughs> I can't... I can't... I was... I, I was... It was going to bring it back to how fucking famous he is. Oh, and so it, famous. It's not cause... funny now because you ruined the flow. It would have been... Sorry, I do feel like I interrupted your intro, like, seven times, but... Just... Well, here, just tell us a pun. Make it better. <laughs> 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 no, man. Thanks for being on the show. And the reason that we wanted to have you on here for this is because you are fantastic at self-deprecating oh. humor. It is, like... It's fun to watch when you... I've, we've booked you many times now uh, on our shows at Brick yeah. Shop. Those are fun. And thank you. That was a wonderful obligatory thank you. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> And the food is there. The food is good. It the is avocado good, fries there are great. Oh. And the comedy room is great. It's uh, so great the, all around. Um, and one of my favorite things to watch is watch people not get what you're doing right away. Oh, okay. And then... I love then, watching people love, not get your job. <laughs> it's my favorite. I just like... we. we That's what you want in a comedian. It's someone that people don't get what they're talking about. They don't get what's happening. I have no idea. Oftentimes... You want the audience really confused, not laughing. <laughs> you oftentimes... Not knowing if it's a oh comedy show. <laughs> okay. Oftentimes, you'll get, you'll get on stage and you have your very... this. You talk just like this, just like you are now. Um, it's nice because... Um, you're the only one talking, so you're not interrupting all the time. So like, <laughs> so like, uh, but you, you, I do feel like I'm interrupting people's conversations <laughs> if they're a chatty crowd. So, <laughs> I feel, sorry if I'm interrupting. Too I much. love that's okay. You're I good. Love <laughs> I love watching it because they just like they they're just like wait what and then you'll hit them with the first like like sort of self-deprecating joke and then a few people will will get your rhythm and then slowly everybody like b like it's it's within the first minute. So like at first no one. Gets by the end, everyone's left. It's because your energy is so different from most of the people who are on there, right? It's it's um, very like y'all out here eating pussy, yeah. and then you can like, <laughs> what's pussy? Yeah. This is, I love everything you just said. I'm gonna put on the poster for my next tour. It's... It'll be like people don't get it. Uh, <laughs> his energy is really low compared to everyone else. Uh, they're confused. Uh, the crowd is not all on the same page when he's talking. <laughs> That's all gonna be. Now go see him live. <laughs> If those are things you want in an entertainment <laughs> show, they are confused. <laughs> That's so. Funny. I love that you are proving my point at this very moment. <laughs> like, okay. you, took, you took what genuinely is a compliment about. Uh, oh, I, I did not know you, that. And you, you just like slid yourself so. It was far. it was a cleverly hidden compliment because I uh, it was almost not recognizable. <laughs> I was like, am I still getting roasted? What's happening? And is this uh, 
No. Is this a rap battle again? I like love watching the, lady. the build. It's, I can't. I, I have, can I have a brief well, fit of sincerity and <laughs> tell you? Uh, okay. What Jeff's trying to say is people reset the rooms in different ways, and your way is specifically funny. Is to really lose the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reset the room by <laughs> having no energy or relatability up front. And then I reset the room by making bad comedy. By making people confused. I, is I this a good comedian? I've literally <laughs> Has this guy done comedy? These words out of your mouth. You go, I'm going to start doing some comedy soon. Uh, oh, <laughs> I've wait. Heard you, you do that. Uh, yeah, That's I say fun. stuff like that on stage sometimes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> especially, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, things are usually not going well, so I have to say stuff like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it, it is it's such a joy to watch because it's just so different it's it's just it's a it's a breath of fresh air um from what i'm seeing a lot of and you which is people getting huge laughs and being high energy and <laughs> people get it, the audience getting them right away They're like wow this is really different they don't get him he's talking barely audibly um, i don't think he looks like he's done stand-up before they're not usually they're used to seeing these high energy funny comedians this is so different we have all these great comedians it's such it's nice to mix it i think one of the reasons that you work so well on wild and out too is that just like on stage you are still yourself in no matter the circumstance you are it is you are being you and and that is so endearing and people love it turn that around let's hear it turn it around turn it around (laughs) make that an insult what Well, it'd be weird if I was someone else, if I went on and I was like, hey, I'm Lunell. Uh-huh. How's it going, guys? Uh- is a very funny female comedian. Uh-huh. It's great to watch. I love it. I'm so, ha- I'm so happy to have you here for this. I'm happy to be here. Literally. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You knew no we're complimenting you, right? I am honestly, I can't tell sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was very nice. This I know that it was, I feel like the intention was a compliment, but I don't think it came across as one the way that you intended. Really? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. That was very nice. I, see, I think I see what you're saying. I know. I lose the crowd. I'm low energy. <laughs> I reset the room and make people confused <laughs> instead of laughing. But, uh, that's all very nice. You're right. That's, that's totally a compliment. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really want to get the word out on, on my, uh, how much I lose audiences. I didn't realize how many said I was going to do was going to be like, like called out on this podcast. Hey, you want to? I don't think I've ever seen Jeff laugh so long on any episode. So this is. Uh, so that is that. That's a compliment, okay? Oh, okay. I can't wait to hear the insults. Those are those are gonna really probably make me feel good compared to this. Ironically, or something. Uh, can you do me a favor and just roast me from now on because that that compliment really hurt my feelings. I, I'm gonna be crying myself to sleep over how much oh I'm losing these crowds. I don't even know. And that's the best thing about me, apparently. That was the nice part. See him on Colbert, how he loses the crowd immediately. It is so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh, my Someone God. wrote uh, on, the, on one of the comments under that. Can I say a real quote? Someone said. Yeah, for sure. On my Colbert video. I think it was on Reddit. One of the comments on Reddit. Uh, it was posted somewhere on there. I posted it. But uh, they <laughs> said in the, someone said in the comments, um, they were like, uh, you have the delivery of a woman and the way that you trail off and the floppy nature of your arms and hands and you have the confidence of a graduate student in science like you know more than you let on but hesitate when the moment comes to assert 
Anyway, I enjoyed your set. <laughs> that was all real. That was one guy on Reddit. I uh, like that you have it 100% memorized. Yeah, I usually... It's the most specific. I usually pretend like I'm reading it if I tell people that because it's kind of weird. But that is <laughs> literally the direct quote. Because uh-huh. I've just read it so much I memorized it because it, it yeah. really stayed with me. That's <laughs> but so that's a funny. real... I thought it was funny that he said both of those things. Oh, uh, I'm fucking crying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is off topic, but on that set, a lot of people commented on how my suit didn't fit. Which like uh, I I had I spent more on the suit than I got paid on that thing after taxes, <laughs> so it was really frustrating. Like I had it tailored and all this stuff, yeah. and then like five people are like, "Man, it's distracting. How his suit doesn't." Fit. I'm like, I paid the guy to. It's supposed to fit exactly. Like I, it's the most <laughs> expensive thing I've ever bought. Just don't like, maybe there were those. But I had like, like yeah, I had like one button open, so maybe it looked. Uh, maybe I just gained a lot of weight in or, the one week before. Yeah, that could be know. it. Or or like it, something that says happens like your maybe your body doesn't fit. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> my body, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, my body doesn't so fit like, the suit. Yeah, so it, but like, the, he had it tailored. It's supposed to fit my body how I'm my saying, body is. So if the if the if the suit has been tailored specifically to fit your body and yeah. it's perfect, but your body doesn't fit, <laughs> but how would it not fit? <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. This should be on the ab- absurdism <laughs> episode. You got to get Brandon Scott Wolf back in here. <laughs> this is absurdism. Yeah, this, this is off Brandon Scott Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. I want to play a bit by the. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't even give you. I don't know whether to insult you or compliment you. I mean, I would try insulting me because the compliment was way too mean for me to handle. So. <laughs> I, I can only get better from the insults. I think. Come on. Let's talk about sex. This is from, uh, I believe, America's Got Talent. Okay. Right. So, if you want to see a great suit. Uh, and a body that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I wasn't too overweight for my suits. America's Got Talent, like seven years ago. All right, let's get let's do it. When I was little, I really wanted to be a magician. I did this one trick where I got my dad to disappear emotionally from the rest of my childhood. <laughs> I don't think my dad likes that. I actually just went through a breakup, but it's okay because she was imaginary. And some, like sometimes I feel like she was never even there, you know. But uh, I found out she was cheating on me with my best friend. Apparently, he had a much bigger imagination. So. <laughs> That's a true story. All right, let's talk about it. That really happened to me. I had a imaginary girlfriend, and I only talk about real stuff on stage, so I had to talk about... No, that's... Okay, that was supposed to be a joke, <laughs> but you guys were looking at me like... You're, Wait, really? <laughs> um, no, yeah, it was a silly joke I wrote when I was starting out the, to do on America's Got Time. But I, li- I like it because it immediately it sets the tone so fast for, uh, like, they, like, you're sliding yourself underneath the audience status-wise. Like that, that, that joke is, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's so, it's so fast. It's so perfect. It, it's like, mm. oh, thanks. I, I want to insult you so bad, but it's like, I, oh, please I, do. I better like <laughs> just do a compliment because that. that'll hurt you more. And then oh yeah. If you're trying to hurt me, then compliment <laughs> me. <Yeah. laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Apparently he had a much bigger imagination. So <laughs> dealing with that (laughs) a lot of my friends are using twitter now i don't know how to use it so instead i just carry around a megaphone and announce what i'm doing at random times (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like yeah i'm in the library just letting you know yeah great i got like three new followers the other day so that's good (laughs) two of them were cops but yeah (laughs) thank you thanks 
a lot of people commented on that one and they're like who is the other follower and that's almost like conspiracy <laughs> like all the people with too much free time are commenting like do you read a lot of youtube comments uh not really anymore but yeah when i was starting out i would read them and i would like get really depressed by every mean one and I, but now like i've read so many like i don't really get phased by it i still read them and like but i'm more i don't really read them as often and when i do i'm just amused it doesn't really because I've just been like insulted and complimented so much time, and sometimes both like today with Jeff, and uh, so like no, but everything just like washes over. Like I just I don't really get easily offended. So, like that one I read on Colbert just like kind of amused me because it was funny. But like I more read them like in a like I think it's hilarious to me like whether it's good or bad. But I, I, would, I would imagine too like uh, the wild and out audience is rather vocal. Um, oh yeah. And like comments and stuff uh-huh. on the, yeah, yeah. It's always fun to hear, uh, that I think I look like the guy from the Christmas story or whatever, which I've actually had a self-deprecating joke. You look like an adult version of Yeah. I, had, I actually used to do a joke before that about how I look like that guy. But yeah, or some of the jokes they say, they'll be like, oh, you look like a school shooter. And I'm like, well, yeah, I said that on the show. Like someone said that about me on the show and I had to come back for Like, I don't know. It's like, it's annoying when I just, when it's like something I've already addressed. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, when they re roast, it's like, yeah, I know. I've said that like five, four years ago. Like, you're not covering. But if they say a new one, I'm like, oh, that's what a good was one. your retort? Do you oh, remember? well, there was this, uh, really remember. funny female uh, battle rapper. And she was like, you look like Ferris Bueller if he was a school shooter. And I'm like, I, um, yeah, I look like I'd shoot up the place, but the only shot I'm going to take is going to be on your face because there's like a yeah. coming on her face joke, which is oh, really yeah, stupid. Yeah. Oh, I know. But, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with cum, but uh, <laughs> sometimes it lands on yeah. <laughs> This is a section from your Colbert. I think my dream date would be to go on one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, usually if I have a crush on someone, I don't say anything to her at first, and then I never say anything to her. Uh, oh, yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier with, like, Adam Sandler asked her out in the joke, and I, a lot of times, I'm just too afraid to ask someone out, so that came out of that kind of feeling, I guess. I just like the, the effect that that has um, in stand-up on, on the audience, on your relationship with the audience. Is it just, like, it just... it people feel so they feel superior or they can relate or whatever. And it's like they instantly they're on your side. Mm -hmm. Self-deprecating humor is that's they're on your side. So, so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to like add it in because I, I felt like it's just, I just saw it so much in at open mics. I was just like, Oh, I want to do something else. But then I, I've learned like, Oh, you have to do it. Well, yeah, I guess there's there's a lot of, there's so many great comedians that like don't need to do it at all. But yeah, just for me, it just fits with my style. But I mean, some a lot of people use it, but I probably over rely on it. But yeah, there's lots of ways. You know, it's definitely a, a useful tool. I think, especially at the beginning of a set. But it's not like you know, you're even self-deprecating about your overuse <laughs> of self-deprecating. It's like it's so meta. It's like oh, okay, I wasn't I wasn't trying to. <laughs> Do that as it's, a joke, it's just but. so you're saying it's just automatic. It's just, it's just well, like, for me, it's like my natural. Yeah, I just don't know. It's like a it's like a superpower. Uh, I guess so. or, or super disempowering myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's That's super. <laughs> this is way off topic, but you you go and you do like college gigs and stuff like yeah. that. You never have girls come up to you afterward. Oh, um, no, yeah, girls do come up to me afterwards. And, but you don't uh, go up to that, like, like, um, yeah, I do, but, but I do more now, uh-huh. but like in general, that's harder for me than, um, yeah, a lot of times with dating, I do kind of wait. 
for the other person to make the first move. And then I just end up keep waiting because they never do that. <laughs> but, uh, but, but anyway, no, um, no. Yeah. I guess I, I'd like to be less reactive. That's something I'm working on. I just, I just, I just wondered like if there was like a, um, because of your immense fame, <laughs> guys, it's hard being this famous. It's... This is uh, from Comedy Central's Adam Devine's House Party. This is Jacob Williams. This is back in when? When was it? Might it? have come out 2016, actually, when it aired. I did real estate for a while. I just wanted something more stable, so I started doing stand-up comedy and. <laughs> But I would always get these lectures from my boss, and he'd say things like, you know, it seems like you only come into work when you feel like it. I was like, actually, that's not true, because I never feel like <laughs> coming into work. So technically, I come in slightly more times than that. But <laughs> the last time I talked to him, he's like, you got to make some changes. I'm like, what's he going to do, fire me? It turns out, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he did. My goal at that job was to work the least amount where I wouldn't get fired, which I don't know what that amount is, but now I know what the amount right below that is. <laughs> I got a letter through certified mail recently, and I went to the post office with the certified mail slip. I was like, hey, I'd like to pick up the letter that goes with the certified mail slip. They were like, well, we need a piece of mail with your current address on it. I was like, oh, actually, the certified mail slip is a piece of mail with my current address on it. That's why I have it. I think you guys were the ones that sent it to me, and it's said to come here. I didn't sneak into someone's house like, oh, man, I really want to steal an errand. <laughs> They're like, well, well, you still just need one more piece of mail with your current address. I'm like, there is one more, but it's in the back of your post office right now. That's why I'm here again, so if you can go and get that and bring it out here, that's going to solve both of our problems. And... I'm not going to back down on this. It's either my way or the highway. Anyway, so I'm on the highway after that. <laughs> I was stuck in traffic. I was so mad. I was like, oh, man, I wish everyone in front of me would just die. And then I was like, actually, I don't mean that at all. That would be, at that point, traffic would be a lot worse. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember later that day I got pulled over. It was during the winter. There was a lot of snow and salt on my license plate. The cop is like, hey, did you know I can't read your license plate? I was like, no, I didn't know that. Probably wouldn't have pulled over if I knew that. <laughs> that would have been great to know like a couple of minutes ago. But he's like, I have to give you a citation. I'm like, that's fine if you want to give me a citation. I thought you were going to give me a ticket. But if you just want to use me in your essay, that's okay with me, I guess. You make yourself out to be incompetent with... Uh, the story about your job. Oh, sure, yeah. And right? I mean, the very next, which I think was pretty accurate. The very next thing is a story about how the post office is incompetent. Oh, sure. And I think that's like a, uh, I don't know, a really useful structure, a useful technique, is to whatever quality that you're about to criticize in something or someone else, if you can show yourself to be as bad or worse at that thing first, then people... It, it's like people will just take it from you. Oh, okay. Whereas yeah, that's if interesting. Would, if you would just, if you only just go into the, hey, look how dumb this post office is. Yeah. Like Brian Regan's a grandmaster of, oh, look how dumb I am, look how dumb that is, or that person is. The matching of those two, I think that, that the post office jo joke works much better than it would on its own because you just showed yourself to be oh. incompetent. Thanks. Inco uncompetent, yeah. <laughs> as I just showed myself to be. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it that way because I do those uh, sometimes in different orders or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. What is your your, your writing is is uh, really tight. What do you, what is your writing process? I mean, I try to like anytime I think of something, I think it's funny. I try to like write a note to myself or like if something happens to me, it's in your like phone, that post office paper, or whatever. Like what's yeah, kind of a mix. Yeah, either a piece of paper or in my phone. And then I try to free write. I feel like that helps. I don't. I feel like I don't do it often enough. But when I do, that generates a lot of stuff. Even if it doesn't seem like it's happening when I'm free writing like the rest of the day it like it gets me in writer's you, right? mode i think yeah yeah so then yeah. as stuff happens in real time the rest of the day i'm immediately like thinking of it as a joke more if than if i hadn't free wrote but i don't do yes yeah, so i feel like I, I wish i did that more often but basically stuff like that it's works it's work it's <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i just need to force myself i don't really have an excuse not to because it's like i don't know i have enough time to do it but i just um also have to check instagram for nine hours so that keeps me what really is busy. what is andy sanford said to us he, he was like talking about this specific thing yeah how other how comedians would be like well i don't you know i don't really like doing that he goes no one likes to yeah, do the yeah. work you just have to force uh, yourself to do just it do the point. work yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like that job thing i think i got fired from that job and then i was like it came out of free writing about it and i'm yeah i feel like it's just writing stuff down as bad things happen to you or whatever so you write it down and then are you at the stage where you can just take that idea on stage or do you, or do you like rehearse it, rehearse it, rehearse it and get it right the way you think it should be. And then you go on stage. What's, how do you handle it? Um, it kind of depends. Yeah. I feel like it goes better if I like think about it ahead of time of like how I want to say it. But sometimes I will take like a loose idea and try it out somewhere like on a show. If it's like a lower stakes show, I can kind of like work it in, but oh, that's, that's why you do so well on my show. Uh, oh, that, no, I would never, I would, <laughs> I would never try a new joke on your show. That's all my, only my A material. What it's for? Uh, only my best stuff. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's such high stakes. Those people didn't even know they're going to comedy today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose out on this uh, avocado fries. <laughs> I gotta have a good. Set. The food there's so good. And the, but yeah, those shows are fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, not as good as the avocado fries, but the show is also. What's wrong with our show? No, I'm kidding. It's, <laughs> it's uh, okay. Well, um, oh, that hurt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you're messing around with the with the wording, do you do you sit down and write it out once you've played around with it, or is it is, um, it, is it mostly in seeing the verbal stage? Yeah, these are all things that like when I when it when I like that's that I should do that I do, but like I feel like I need to be more consistent. But yeah, if it's yeah, when I'm at my best, I'll like. Yeah, like kind of figure out a funny way to say it on stage, try it. And then if it like record it, I do always record, but then I'm not always listening to them. But when I do, that's helpful too, to like listen to it. And then best case scenario, this is where I really never get to, but then writing it down. The times I do that, that helps a lot. I think it does help to like write it down and then you can kind of sometimes cut out extra words. And right. Stuff like, that. like the work to really like if you say it on stage and it gets a good laugh that first time yeah. or that second time or whatever, and you get to that point where, OK, good. That was really great. That's when the work really starts because you were generating it in that moment, so it's super fun. But now you have to recreate and deconstruct. And yeah, totally. And, yeah, I do like that part though, like because like sometimes it's hard for me to come up with the original stuff. But um, but yeah, when it gets closer to being ready, I love the just like editing a joke and like I don't know for some reason I feel like I'm better at that than a lot of. Like, I don't know if I'd be good at writing a script, but like punching up a script, I feel like that's kind of more fun for me. You have a few jokes that are like a few words long. Like that's hard to do. Um, yeah, it, you have great it, word economy. It's really oh, good you. word economy. 
And so, so what is your editing process like then when, you, um, when you're working hard at that, when you're doing it at the top of your game, what is that like? Yeah, I guess for those, it's like those take, I feel like it takes me a long time to get there. So it, I definitely struggle with getting my newer stuff there. And sometimes I think I give up on stuff too easily because I do try a ton of new stuff, but then, um, I get frustrated when it's like, you know, not as tight of a joke as like some of the stuff I already have, but then I forget that it's like most of what I have, it like takes forever to like get it where exactly where I want it. Like the certified male joke with the callbacks and stuff was like, I don't know. It took me like an embarrassing amount of time to like get it way where I liked all the parts of it. So I feel like it's such a long process for me where like I, I, and then my friend told me I'm like probably giving up on a lot of stuff that like I try out and like, it just doesn't get the laugh right away that I want. And like, maybe I could have developed it into something, but I get like, I get, so, I don't know. Sometimes I'm a little too hard on the new stuff, I guess. And like, it, it makes me struggle with, you know, generating as okay. much new so, stuff so as I want. So that's how you do the editing. Got but it. yeah, a lot of times it's just, yeah, like listening to it and then hearing where the laughs are and then just, yeah, just trying to cut out words or whatever that part I don't mind. But, but yeah, I, I'm probably a little too hard on some of the new stuff and end up dropping stuff that I could probably develop into stuff. I don't know. So I don't know if that Again, answered the question. This is like a superpower of yours. Uh, oh, what do you mean? I I am <clears throat> I really appreciate your word economy and how tight your oh, jokes are, thanks. and and I really like them. And you and your response was, you know, I really, ah, God, I really don't. Oh. I really, I I just I got to get better at. <laughs> well, like it's so great. It's, well, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 mastery. Oh well, thanks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just. Uh, I wish it. I wish I could do it better and more often. But I appreciate. It. No, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's, very nice. <laughs> that's a very nice. I'm, I'm compliment. sorry. I'm, I apologize. I just, uh, no, Making you very that nice. uncomfortable. No, that's very nice of you. Thank you. My compliments hurt. I know. They're, that wasn't as hurtful as the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this is Dimitri Martin on Conan. This is from 2004. Thank you, audience. Yeah. I have some jokes. But first, I want to start with a story. The other day, I was really hungry and I was in a hurry. So I went into a deli and I got an egg sandwich and a hot chocolate. I was so hungry when I got on the street, I just started to eat the egg sandwich. But then I had to catch a cab. So I had to put up a hand. Do I put up the sandwich or the hot chocolate? I got to put one up to get a car. So I put up the hot chocolate. And no cabs stop. And I realized later it was because it looked like I was toasting traffic. <laughs> Here's to you guys. To everybody heading west, I just want to say I like what you do. <laughs> See, I believe that you can learn something in every situation. Like last summer, I was at a party, and I learned that there's a small but important difference between peeing in the pool and peeing into the pool. <laughs> location, location, location. <laughs> I like video games, but they're very violent. I want to design a video game in which you have to take care of all the people who've been shot in the other games. <laughs> hey man, what do you 
playing? Uh, super busy hospital. <laughs> if you could leave me alone, I'm performing surgery on a patient right now, and uh, it's pretty serious. He was shot in the head 57 times. <laughs> Sometimes when something really good happens to me, I wait two weeks before I tell anybody. Because I like to use the word Fortnite. <laughs> the other day I was eating cereal, a bowl of cereal. And I had all these questions and comments. Luckily there was a phone number on the box. <laughs> I called it. I was like, hey, I have a question. Is this cereal as delicious as I think it is? And I have a comment. Yes. Sometimes when you learn the meaning of a term, it can be very disappointing. I remember when I was a kid, we were going to meet one of my mom's friends. And she described him as a cat person. We got there and I was like, wait, so you just like cats? Nah. Dude, that's a cat liker. Cat person's a different story. Why does Steven never go in the pool? Oh, he's a cat person. People like bumper stickers. I don't mind them. Some people think they're stupid, but to me, a bumper sticker is a shortcut. It's like a little sign that says, hey, let's never hang out. <laughs> that goes for your honor student son, too. <laughs> I like birthdays. It's such a cool concept. Because we keep count, we keep track of life with cakes. When I see a new baby, I'm like, there's that much more cake coming into the world. Thanks for being alive. But then when somebody dies, I'm like, the cake streak is over. Cakes are great because that's the only food that we write on. You know what I mean? It's always so uplifting. Happy birthday, Brian. Congratulations, Cheryl. I feel like we're missing an opportunity here. I'm talking about negative cakes. Surprise. You're adopted. That's when you want cake. everybody like you said when when you pre-suggested it it's off topic but i wanted to play it because um it's you said it's like this is what inspired you to get into uh stand-up or or at least oh yeah it's definitely you. one of the clips that yeah got me hooked on 
Yeah, exactly. Because he has, they have, he's low energy. He doesn't have to be some loud yelling person on stage. Yeah, definitely. I remember watching this in high school and I would like always stay up to watch Conan. I was really into it, but then, um, and especially the comedians, but yeah, this is the first time I saw someone that wasn't, that's, you know, like what I thought a comedian had to be, which is like oh, kind of overconfident or like really loud. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see someone like how subtle he is, but yet like those are like some of the, my favorite jokes, the whole like. I don't know, like the super busy hospital and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> so, that like, so, so imaginative and clever to me, but it's like, it was cool to see someone like kind of low key and like, not like shouting the jokes or like kind of doing these huge act outs, but still like kind of like closer to my personality. That was definitely one of the first times I had a moment of like, oh, maybe I could like try something like he that. He kind of paved the way in that way. Like there was like a him, Eugene Merman, uh, like mm-hmm. Flight of the Concords. There was this, oh, yeah. like, bit, you know, like Napoleon Dynamite as a movie. There was just like this wave of like low key kind of like yeah, and that's all nerdy, yeah, introverted yeah. Com- comedians that like kind of showed like this new brand of comedy that didn't exist before it really. Yeah, and definitely. Like Stephen Wright. Yeah, but they were so abstract and so weird that they didn't really even yeah, seem like even... people you'd see on this, like you'd right. hang out with. Right. So Meech Martin seems like a guy at a party. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just a little quiet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so you were, you're in high school and you're like, you see that and you're just like, Oh yeah. I think that was the first time I was like, Oh, that looks awesome. I would love to do something kind of like that where like I can be myself and not like, cause I was into comedy, but I was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm too like quiet or something. But that was the first time I was like, Oh, I can just, you can just like come up with stuff that you think is funny. And like, you don't have to like shout or not be yourself to do it. Yeah. The, the thing you said right there, um, you don't have to shout or not be yourself to do it. I, I, that's honestly, that's one of my favorite things about reviewing in pre- preparation for this. You just have a solid sense of self that comes through in a variety of different media. And in the face of a lot of overwhelming, like, this is how you have to be. There's one like moment on Wild, Wild and Out that really sticks out to me that I love. Um, and it's where you're, at, they're all dancing. It's in that, that compilation. Oh. And you're in the background totally you you're just like yeah i got this <laughs> and it, it works so well in that I, I i it's so it's sorry i don't mean to i'm complimenting again but i <laughs> i don't mean to hurt you like this oh, okay <laughs> it sounds like you were just saying i was bad at dancing but i was <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. um yeah i kind of kind of I think that that willingness to be yourself in every situation and that realization that you had back then. You're saying I don't have a lot of range. I get it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, that and, that, and that realization that you had back then when you watch this, oh, yeah. you can just be yourself and, and make this work. Like it's, it, that is a through line for everything I've seen you do. Oh, you know, and I, I look, I envy it. Like I definitely find myself in different situations and my desire to be liked, <laughs> please, yeah, please don't chase me home and bully me. Like, uh, <laughs> like my desire to be liked will, will I'll, I'll pull out and start to, to, to morph a little bit. And I don't like that. I want to just be comfortable with me. Um, so I, I see that and I go, that's uh, oh, awesome. Thanks. I wish I could lose crowds like you. You know, I just uh, <laughs> takes, some, takes a lot of practice. <laughs> takes a lot of practice to lose that many people that quickly. <laughs> this is Tom Segura. This is from his album Mostly Stories. The title of the track is One Day. Uh, I'm the worst. Here's what a piece of shit I am. I, I, I have been fantasizing a lot about. <laughs> People asking me how I lost the weight that I haven't lost yet. (laughs) And like, 
I just have so many answers. <laughs> like, I really enjoy doing. I'm like in my head. I'm like, dude, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Like, <laughs> you just got to make smarter choices, man. I mean, yeah, drink more water. Look at me. I mean, I've never felt better. I, I have so much energy. If I can do it, you can do it. And then I eat chocolate souffle as I have. I'm like, well, like next year I'll probably be ready for this conversation. <laughs> Fucking asshole. I don't even want to like lose weight to live long or be healthy. I don't. I just want to be able to make fun of fat people again <laughs> and know for sure that they're fatter than me. Like, sometimes now I'm like anybody. I'll be like, look at this fat fucking asshole. And someone will be like, you're fatter than that guy. I'll be like, oh, really? Like, By a lot. <laughs> That's you scary. should want his body. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's let's, let's so talk good. about that for a second. So uh, so good. funny. He's great. He's yeah, the best. Yeah. Here's how much of a piece of shit I am. Yeah. That's a pretty good self-deprecating. Great opening. intro. Uh, so here's what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, yeah. It's a great intro. Also, I love that he's like. The thing about me I don't like, I don't like in others, and I want to stop it so I can continue to make fun of it <laughs> as a trait in others. <laughs> That's, That's so funny to me. Right, because yeah. what he can't make fun of it and feel superior to them. I right? know that's yeah, so it, funny. It, and it, apparently, the guy who's making fun of was Burt Kreischer, who's another great comedian. Uh, uh, and yeah. then he was he was calling fat and like, yo, he's he's thinner than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should want his body. That is one of the funniest lines. Just, or, or just like the buy a lot, a lot, buy a lot. Oh god, like, yeah, there's so many great lines in there. He's amazing. So, this is one of those pure cognitive jokes. Like, um, it's just a here's a thing I fantasize about. Yeah. I love those kinds mm-hmm. of jokes. Me too. Because nothing had to happen. You don't have. It's not a. Um, it's not a joke. Joke. He's like, here's a joke I wrote. Yeah. It's I fantasize about this. It's such yeah, an it's so interesting. Funny. It's so honest. Yeah, yeah. He does this a lot. Um. He does it in that joke, and he also has a joke in his first album where he's like, I have a New Year's resolution, and it's to get really, really, really crazy fat. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's a great joke. You're right. That's just like the best way to introduce that idea. Because mm-hmm. he's not just like, I'm fat. It's just like, it's like, I dream of something. Like, and, and that's yeah. already put it. But it's another, even more of a twist on it. It's, it's, it's not just, I dream of this. He, he immediately assigns the value to it up front. I'm a piece of shit for the thing I fantasize about. I'm about yeah. to tell you. Yeah. Like he's immediately like, I think even without that first part, here's how much of a piece of shit I uh-huh. am. He makes it relatable. Like, cause it's like such a specific thought that like, I feel like I've never heard someone like put into words like that, but it's like yeah. those like fantasies of either, you know, an accomplishment you haven't actually done the word. It's like, <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yes. Yes, yes. And uh, like where you're like projecting into the future this thing you haven't done and basking in the glory. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everyone does it, but the way, yeah, you just you put it so well in a way that I haven't heard. Yeah, it's great. I really do think that first line is super necessary. Here's how much of a piece of shit I am because yeah. otherwise you're letting the audience say, well, that's kind of mean. Yeah. That's kind of shitty. That you would want to lose weight just so you can make fun of other fat people? Well, yeah. that's that's kind of mean. But instead, because he goes, yeah. this is how much of a piece of shit I am. Yeah, so he's then it's like the whole up. time he's making fun of himself, even though he's, he's like making fun of other people in the joke. Yes. It's about his like yes. floundering and doing that or his failings and doing that. that it, it gives it's, again, it goes back to that idea of license. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's, it's such a it, it's, it's brilliant. 
Um, yeah. And he didn't even have to like um, frame it much. Like it was just, I think about this. Yeah. So funny. You should want his body. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> and I also don't, since I'm going to have a kid, I just don't want to be like the fat dad. <laughs> kids are, you remember that when we were in elementary school and like fifth grade, you're like, hey, look at Billy's fat fucking dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you fucking batter him up tonight and eat him, huh, Billy's dad? <laughs> don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the butt of my childhood jokes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's great. Yeah, that's, totally. That's funny. It's weird. That's the first. Um, he's the first clip we've played that's like self-deprecating, but like in this very aggressive, confident tone. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah, he does it in a really cool way. He has a great. Op- it's like he. Does, yeah, he doesn't take himself too seriously, so he can kind of make fun of anyone because it's like. He's not putting himself above them even when he's doing that, I guess. Yes, yes. He keeps, he's oddly enough, like, I don't know. He's, his, his status is, it's almost like outside of, I, I don't, I can't, I, equal maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He's so I don't like in the moment. It. I feel like even from, I worked with him once and like, I felt like almost everything that happened to him, I could see his mind working. Like it was like a, he was already like could retell anything that happened as a joke he's just like he has such a brilliant like comedy mind that it's like i don't know yeah it's like he's in the zone at all times i feel like in a like a really grounded way you know how so i just feel like like he's just like thinking like a comedian at all i i I am not describing it well i don't know i'm sorry (laughs) yeah yeah no no i know what you mean he's he's taking it all in and processing it as comedy like as a yeah like it's not like he's like trying to make fun of anything but he's just like so observant that like the like i don't know i'm really butchering this no no i think i know what you and he there's a way he tells stories where he jumps back and forth between the people talking yeah it's so natural yeah you can tell it's like so genuine to like what happened like he just knows how to capture what exactly what someone said and what's funny about it without like he doesn't have to yeah add like a word player i don't know just the way he does it like it's like you're in the story his rhythm his timing the back and forth dialogue. I mean, where Winnie just talked about like, it's like, look at this fat fucking oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. It's like, you're fatter than him. Right. Yeah, it's like, just so naturally like really? to how he talks off stage. I feel like totally. It's, it's like there's almost like we were talking about how it's like you don't want to be funnier off stage or on stage or whatever. But it's like I feel like he's so genuine in both that it's like he found a way to capture himself so completely in his on stage persona that it's like he he's just the same person at all times which is like so rare to get it like that close to where he's like a lot of people that's cool to get that insight he's one of those comedians that's like i remember he was one of the first comedians that like when i was about to start stand-up and i was just absorbing pandora comedy stations yeah he would show up on a lot of my favorite comedians comedy station that was like his first album thrilled or whatever yeah where he's like in the thriller it's really funny oh yeah yeah i love that um (laughs) but um even I remember being like, this guy is so fucking natural. Like, there's yeah. just a naturalness to him that's so... He's also, like, really nice, which, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel like I worked with him, like, one time, but then he would, like, remember me. Like, I'd run into him at a festival years really? later, and he was, like, so much nicer than he had to be. And I'm like, you're, like, doing really well. Like, there's no reason yeah. for you to know, like... That's super sweet. To check out with me and say nice things about me. But, yeah, he's, like, he's so nice, such a genuinely nice and Said hilarious. natural. And I, I, whenever I hear that about a comedian... I always find out, and I heard this on a podcast about him, where he, he was talking about how he got to where he's at. It's just unbelievable yeah, his story on stage. Yeah, like, like yeah. so, so much, much work, I think. Yeah, yeah so the, the, the natural thing is like, 
Uh, it's never actually natural. Yeah, it just seems natural, and it has become natural. Oh, yeah, it needs to be as, sure. as comfortable as your home or more. Like, you know, the stage. Like, it's like the reason they're comfortable is because they've been on it so many times. Natural. That that adjective that I always that I hear always describes somebody who's done it so fucking much. Yeah. 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 He's <laughs> so like many Dave hours Chappelle, in. he's just so natural up there. Well, yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. He did start when he was 16. So... <laughs> This is David Cross. This is from his album, Bigger and Blacker. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. The track is called Random Goofabouts. So uh, we were going to the gig, and we passed a porn store. And in a display window in the porn store, they had an S&M mask. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go in and buy that S&M mask. Uh, <laughs> which I did. The idea, the idea was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear it on the flight back home uh, to New York. <laughs> And so I go in and get the S&M mask. And, you know, it's all, you know what they look like. They're just like one piece, kind of rubber, leather, whatever. And there's no uh, eye holes or no holes and just a zipper here. It's super creepy, all black. And, you know, the idea was I'll wear it on the plane home. And then uh, when the stewardess comes over and says, you know, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to take that off. I'm sorry. I would look up and then indignantly say... Do you mind? This is my sleep mask. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... No one said anything. (laughs) Nope. No one. I felt like the biggest fucking tool... <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm not with friends or anything. I'm not by myself in my row. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, hey, is this funny? Is anybody looking? Is anybody looking? Because you can't see anything. And then, you know, and then after like 20 minutes or what felt like 20 minutes, I don't know how long it really was, I took it off. And then for the rest of the flight, I'm just the asshole who had the SM mask. <laughs> you know, so just funny. really self conscious, not making eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Going to the baggage claim, you're like, that's him. That's the guy who had the SNM mask. I don't know. I guess he thought it was funny. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't funny at all. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I, it's really straightforward, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he just says what happened. Mm-hmm. But, it, yeah, I feel like it's, again, where it's, like, he's walking you through what's inside his head, and it's, like, you can picture everything that's happening, but you also, like, you know the explanation, but you also know why it would be weird yes. to them. I don't know. It's so funny. Like, why, why do you think it works? Just, like, the idea of, like, a plan going wrong is, like, so funny of, like, like something you, like, how you think it's going to go. And it's already a funny idea because it's, like, it's funny, but then the backfiring makes it so much funnier of, like, but it's backfiring by people just being polite and not saying anything to <laughs> Yeah, them. everyone's just like, all right, well, okay, that guy is weird, but so, not going <laughs> to... Yes, and I think there's another... Also, the, the revealing of information is super important. Yeah. When do you hit on this particular aspect of yeah. this experience? Like, if he had flipped it around and said, I want to do this S&M mask thing, um, and, but the thing is, you can't see anything out of it, and uh, you know if he if, and I wasn't with friends. Yeah, those details come in in the middle. Those so become great. punchlines because right. it fills in the picture in your mind so much better. Like you That's think great. you have it, 
And then you go, oh yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> that's see so funny. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. comes in later. Oh, uh, you're not with friends. You're doing this alone. Uh, you yeah. Fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then he, and then so he can't see the effects. He doesn't. He know might how long even have it killed. That's crazy. Uh, 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 yeah. That's so <laughs> he might have even worked. Uh, yeah, yeah. The order that you tell that story completely changes. Yeah. How funny it is. Yeah, I wonder how much he played around with that, like to find out how to reveal those things in that order. But yeah, it's so great. So, it. but the underlying thing here is. A self-deprecating story. It's where, like, I love a, yeah. a good fail story. Ah, Absolutely. I just love it. Told well, they're so yeah. they're so fucking fun. I know. I wish I had more of those, but I just I've never failed at anything. So it's <laughs> no, that, that's how you that's how you get so famous. Yeah, you just, yeah, just fail. keep going up and up and. <laughs> Come on, let's talk about sex. Uh, I think we've squeezed. Last dropout. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was a yeah, it was a really good episode. Oh my god. That was so much fun. Big thanks to our guest, Jacob Williams. Oh, it's thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm super rich and famous. That's the main thing I want to get across today. Yeah. It's going really well. I think it's, I all, get it. it's all an act. Yeah. Yeah. All those self deprecating jokes are bullshit and uh, and things are going amazing for That's me. That's the only reason you can say those things is because they're not true. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like so famous and successful, I have to really throw people off otherwise i'd be getting robbed nonstop for all my millions and millions of <laughs> billions I mean, of you, dollars you clearly have figured out the key to fame which is you have to tell people you're famous that's yeah famous. and then they, they, they assume that i'm joking yeah <laughs> I, I tell everyone i mean i'm super famous because <laughs> that's how fame works you're the only person that yeah know. went up to 40 million people said hey <laughs> I mean, I'm famous. <laughs> uh, you can see you can see our guest on Wild and Out from MTV. He's got new episodes. They have new episodes coming out rather soon. Also coming up soon. Check this out on the Creek in the Cave website. He's going to do a week at the Creek. And what is that? You just you're oh, I'll be like headlining a week at the Creek. It's basically doing like headlining like sets there for um, I think it's seven o'clock every night. Like around. And the- you have to stay there. You have to sleep there, right? Uh, you, you, you sleep on the <laughs> Yeah, street. I think you yeah. you sleep there. Yeah. Uh, sure. Why I not? get it. You sleep with the PBR <laughs> like, tall boys and the yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so go to the Creek in the Cave website. Link will be in the show notes. Uh also uh coming up soon, sometime in November, you're gonna be at uh, Butterboy Littlefield. Oh yeah, I think November twenty sixth. I'm excited about that. Should be fun. All right. And uh, the link for that will also be in the show notes. You can follow our guests at Jack. <laughs> you can follow our guest at jacobwilliams.com. <laughs> you can follow oh, our no. guest. We have to delete the whole episode now. We ruined it. <laughs> we got to cut out everything. Delete, scrap the whole thing. We ruined it. You can go to our guest's website, jacobwilliamscomedy.com. Uh, you can also follow him on Instagram. That's Jacob Williams. Mr. Jacob Williams. That's Mr. Jacob Williams. And I can't read. And you can also check out his Twitter. That's Mr. Jacob Williams. And then just search for comedian Jacob Williams for Facebook. Oh, yeah. I just remembered also uh, Bash Jeweler is my college agent. If you're in college, you're listening to this, you want me to come to your school. I'm doing a tour that uh, is coming up. So hit them up about setting up adding your school to the college tour dates well can you you what, what now who, uh, who, oh sorry who do they need to talk to oh just uh, go to like uh for if you're booking me out of your college just go to i think it's like bashshuler.com like bash b-a-s dash s-c-h-u-l-e-r.com 
for uh, to set up a college tour date. So I don't know. Whatever I should have said that earlier. In the show uh-huh. notes. And when you asked me about Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, I should you can edit that part out. <laughs> if you want to see Jacob Williams go to college. Yeah, just be yeah, go to college, <laughs> enroll in college, hope that I get booked there. <laughs> Stay in school, see Jacob Williams and live for our, $25. Our plugs, go to brickspotcomedy.com so you can check out what shows are coming up at V-Spot in Manhattan. Fantastic food. Avocado fries is how we pay our comedians. They're so good. And, uh, <laughs> They're so good. Way better than money, too. <laughs> you can take those to the bank. and I don't Yeah, I've been do what paying my landlord with sure. heaps of avocado. <laughs> Uh, He's you, confused. If you want to pay us, though, feel free. You can go to we. Uh, we will take it. This money pit. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can anyway. You can go to. You're gonna add it to your millions. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Let's Talk About Sets. You can you can uh, tip us on a monthly basis that way, or if you just Venmo. Venmo. There you go. Jeff hyphen McBride. That's a Harrison that's Tweed. I forget if there's a hyphen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm you just can, the first you, one that shows up. It's a picture of me doing comedy. Harrison, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, if you want to help support the show, send the money to me. Uh, <laughs> 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 and then uh, you can also send it to PayPal. That's Jeff at Let's Talk About Sets.com. And then, of course, Subscribe, uh, podcast. You know how this rate it here. Rate, rate it. Oh yeah, share us. Rate, rate. We're can, killing can, it on up. the. Oh, one last thing. This is very important. Um, if you are a ghostwriter and you want to write a book, I now have people <laughs> volunteering to transcribe wow. this podcast, and I don't want to write a book. So uh, wait, so you're saying they're going to transcribe it, but then you also want someone to ghostwrite yes, the rest of it? Too. Yes, yes. So, so I, okay. I never thought anyone would want to transcribe it. it. So, and three people have volunteered now. That's great. So, and I'm going to get to, yes, they, yes, go ahead, transcribe. So, uh, I wonder if anyone's rented that movie Ghost Rider and thought it was about a ghostwriter. Oh, <laughs> Nick Cage. They thought it was like his character from Adaptation. He was a screenwriter, He's just like, like punching up a, a script. But he rides. But then, he rides to the. <laughs> he rides to the studio on a on a, a motorcycle, on a fire motorcycle. That'd be great if, if he was name. that character. He's like a superhero, but all he does is just punch up a script. Like he doesn't use his powers uh, to fight anyone. <laughs> he just has a flaming skull, but is just like at the and it, it typewriter, keeps, and he's like, oh, I wish I had credit for this. It keeps like <laughs> and uh, and it keeps like melting things and like lighting <laughs> scripts on fire. Uh, fifth it's keyboard. Hygiene. This week, that'd be um, great. Yeah. Anyway, dramedy. so if you're a ghost writer or you'd like to try, if to you're a ghost one, writer or a ghost writer, either one, <laughs> contact I'll, Jeff. If you or both, please feel free. If you're Nicholas Cage, feel free to ghost write <laughs> Jeff's book. <laughs> <laughs> and big special thanks, of course, as always, to all the comedians that you heard. I can't remember who they are. Uh, I'll put them in the show notes. What is Dimitri Martin? Dimitri Martin, uh, David Cross, Tom Sugara. Uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. One hundred percent fresh. Yeah. Watch it on I think Netflix. Adam Sandler's career is really going to blow up now that we plugged him on here. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. He's really going to be I famous now. I didn't even now. think about the royalties he owes us. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, please. I think he's really going to take off after this. Yeah, very funny. It's very funny. That's my Adam. <laughs> he's going to be huge um, someday. And then, lastly, of uh-huh. course, thank you so much, Salt and Pepper. Mm. It's uh, we we couldn't do this without you, and you definitely, I'm sure, could find a way to make a stop. So please don't. Yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> I can't believe they performed a live for you too earlier. <laughs> I, a lot great. of people don't believe that. So. Yeah, I don't know how you keep picking them up here. <laughs> Thanks, man. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets.